Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. If we're lucky, we'll grow older. And But what does that mean for our family and for us? Will we be able to use technology to age in place, that is, stay in our homes? Well, that's the topic that we're going to discuss with Deborah Berlin, and she can tell us a lot about the subject. She is the executive director of Project G-O-A-L, Project Goal, and they've recently conducted a survey, and I think you're going to find it very interesting. Debbie, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thank you, Shirley. It's great to be here again to have this discussion. You know, you you are quite a techie person. You do all of these wonderful things, and your your goal is G-O-A-L means to Get Older Americans Online. It's to, it's project to get older adults online. Older adults, and okay. And in the, in the past couple of years, it's really focused on aging and technology to promote the benefits of technology and all the benefits it can provide to help older adults live and age well. Yeah, and one of the things it will help do also, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, is the isolation that many older people experience will be we can do away with a lot of that because you technology can enable you to reach people. You can see people across the country, across the world. So it's, exactly. it's really a very exciting time, I think, with all the things that are going Great on. Great opportunities. So yes. you did a survey recently of older people, seniors, right. about where they see themselves in 10 to 15 years and how technology is going to play a part of that. So what did you what did you find That's in right. the survey? So we did a survey to ask uh, the age group of 65 to 75-year-olds because we wanted to check in with that age group about how they viewed their next 10 to 15 years and how they thought that technology might help to make those next 10 to 15 years better for them so that they would be able to live independently age well, and also remain in their homes. How could technology help them to do that? And what potential impact could technology have? So we asked um, adults from all over the country, urban, suburban, rural, all economic levels, and a series of questions about technology. And it was very interesting what we found. What were some of the major (laughs) findings? Well, first of all, uh, one of the first things we found is that 88% said that they would find technology to have an impact on those years. That's That they awesome. would find it to be helpful mm-hmm. for them to remain independent and help them uh, be in their homes. So I that's a really is, good finding. One of the things that you focused on is trying <laughs> to make older Americans, older adults feel comfortable using technology. So it looks to me like your efforts are succeeding, Debbie. Yes, if you're finding yes. that larger percentage of that population says they believe technology is going to help them. Wonderful. Yes. And go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just thought that was great news. And the other thing we found is that the this community said they want these technologies to arrive sooner rather than later. So in the next three to five years, they want to be able to take advantage of more of these technologies. So that was another very important point mm-hmm. that, you know, some of the things that they were talking about, they want to see sooner rather than later. So um, then we talked about more of the specifics about what kinds of technologies they're thinking of. 
and what category of technologies they're looking forward to. So the first one, the the, the top um, issue that came out was the category of healthcare. So that's you know that's a really top concern for the aging community are technology devices and uh, healthcare technology medical care in that category. What so are things I'm sorry. like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that are going to, that are being developed or are here right sure. now? Because I know there's a lot of things right now that is available, that are available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What so, is it, what do we have now? And what do you see for the future in terms of being able to provide medical support? So some of the things that we have now that can be improved upon so wearable technology for medical devices, things like um, medication reminders that oh, we have, yes. mm-hmm. um, wireless medical devices that can help bring um, reminders to take your medication, that sort of thing. Um, any opportunities for medical assistance to the home to reduce doctor visits, things that can monitor your blood pressure, uh, that sort of thing that we have. We have that technology now that is available that some individuals do take advantage of, things that will connect your smartphones to your doctor's uh, for um, monitoring your health care. So it would, it would if you have the devices in your home, it would provide feedback to your doctor's office right. so they can know, that, first off, that you're doing the testing properly, and secondly, that you're within the parameters that they've set for you. Right, right. And there's an opportunity for all of this sort of health care to be improved upon and to be much easier, faster, uh, more technologically advanced going forward, and we can talk about that later, but healthcare was the number one. 74% of respondents mentioned that as the one that they were most interested in as they age. The second most important technology that they were interested in was uh, technology in the home that would ease safety, security, and home maintenance. So this I'm was for the home maintenance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was uh, re- very interesting, but this in, in encompasses a whole set of smart home devices as well as security devices in the home. So these include include things like smart home appliances, our smart thermostats, uh, smart lighting that we might have, and smart home security systems. It also includes our voice-activated devices that are very, very popular with our aging community. So those are, um, we see now being integrated into many of our devices in our home. And I think those will become even more popular with our older adult community and will be integrated into even more devices at going forward. Um, one of the things that I had seen was was a discussion of motion sensors and how for elderly patients, elderly uh, consumers, <clears throat> it could be useful in, in hooking up to their family or to their doctors to make sure that they are, especially if they live alone. 
um, that they're moving, that there's right. motion going on. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing going on or if they're not tuned into their favorite TV program, they, there may be an alert sent out to, to see what's going on. Fascinating things, and it's it's wonderful to know that part of this technology is available to us right now. And on right. that happy note, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned <clears throat> in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Deborah Berlin. She's the executive director of Project G-O-A-L, Project Goal. And she's talking about a survey that the organization did of uh, seniors between the ages of 65 and 75 and how they saw technology helping them as they progressed and aged and hopefully aged in place, in other words, in their homes. So where else did you go with this? So the smart home right. is going to help with maintenance. It's going to, well, maintenance, I don't know about that. You're going to come and clean, get somebody to come and clean my house? That'd well, be lovely. Uh, you know, we, we, we found... We have robots. <laughs> well, you know, we, we asked a, an open-ended question, which might answer your, your home maintenance question. We asked asked an open-ended question too and one person said that they want a self-cleaning house and I thought oh my goodness <laughs> don't it. don't we all but we do <laughs> have right. those little robotic uh, vacuum cleaners oh, yes. so we, we, yes. we're getting there we're getting, getting there. there you know a third uh the third most popular answer which 54 of our respondents put in the category which I thought was very interesting and gets to some of the uh issues that you were asking about reducing vi- um isolation is that uh, our respondents recognize the new opportunity that virtual reality has. And that's a very, uh, you know, new cutting edge technology that that offers to stay in touch with family and friends. Now you're talking about things like Skype. Oh, no, uh, no. we're talking about, about way beyond Skype. Okay, so, this so is, fill me in because I'm not a this techie is the, on this. Virtual reality is the opportunity to actually have the, uh, you know, you've, you've heard about these, these, um, <clears throat> putting putting the goggles goggles on and and having a, a an experience that you're like almost there it, if, of being able to uh, visit any an art museum and actually feeling like you're walking through an art museum uh, being able to visit the Grand Canyon from your living room but actually virtual reality could also be used to to visit your family and mm-hmm. feel like you're mm-hmm. actually there. So virtual reality was something that respondents were fascinated with and said that was something that they want to be able to use to witness events that they can't attend in person as they age. So I think that that's a technology that we will see uh, a very attractive to the aging mm-hmm. Community because if you can't get out and go, if you have to be housebound for some reason, it brings the world to you. Exactly, as you can't travel, as you can't, as you're less mobile as you age, this is technology that will enable you to be there. And we might be able to see this. I can't attend a wedding, but I can be there. I can see it. I, but now that requires technology on the other end to feed it back sure, to you sure the other the other question i hate to put a damper on any of this is the issues of privacy accessibility in terms of hackers getting into systems getting personal information you know every time we talk about medical records online i think about all the positives and then i think about the people who are sitting out there committing a ad- medical identity theft and yeah. so that to me because all the devices that you're talking about right now are going to be on the internet and the safety of those devices 
that concerns me, to be sure. quite honest. We have, you know, we have the challenges of security, of privacy. Which nobody seems to have solved yet because and, there's so much hacking going on. And with the with the development of, of all these devices, I know that that is of utmost concern mm-hmm. to, you know, the companies that are developing them, of the hardware and the software of all of these devices. That is of top concern. So that's mm-hmm. a top level concern there. Right. Um, but nevertheless, there's yeah. so many good things about this. So much. Hopefully, those challenges will be met. We have to, you know, we have to work side by side with with the benefits and the challenges, and you know, address them. But you know, mm-hmm. with these the benefits are so huge, right? For for the community that we want to work, you know, side by side to address each of these as well. Um, and so, you know, fourth, I. Uh, I Fourth and finally, and, and I know that this is one of, of significant issue uh, it benefit for um, the aging community and one that you, issue that you've mentioned. Uh, the fourth technology that was mentioned by respondents are self-driving vehicles. So this is one that I think everybody is very excited about. And it's hugely helpful in terms of remaining independent as one ages. We all know that there is going to be a point when the keys are going to come away. Uh, And even before that point, self-driving vehicles will be so helpful to individuals. Well, we have one. I mean, it's not totally self-driving, but we have a pretty advanced vehicle that allows you to get in it and you push a button and it goes with traffic. It stays in the lanes. Mm-hmm. It stops. It warns starts. You, it it warns right. you if you're about to change lanes yes. and there's a car over there. It's extraordinary. We love to take road trips. I'm the driver. I love to drive this car. So we do a lot of road trips just because it's so easy. You don't get exhausted when you're in traffic and you have to stop and start. The car does it for you. I have to tell you, though, Debbie, takes a little bit of getting used to when you're going through traffic and there's car pulls in front of you and you're thinking, oh, my God, do I hit the brakes? <laughs> you know, right. It does right. it for you. It's probably faster than I am. But but yeah, I think the driver, the cars that drive themselves is going to be fabulous. But I understand we're a few years down the road from that because I know there have been a lot of testing going on. There have been some unfortunate things that have happened. But um, in our car, you have to keep your hands on the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. It will not Mm -hmm. let you because if you take your hands off the steering wheel for any period of time, it makes some ugly noises at you. So, you know, (laughs) you're reminded it jerks you back if you cross over a line without putting on your turn signal. I don't mean... um, jerks you back in an uncomfortable way but it does remind you that hey you're not supposed to be over there you know right so uh it's a it's a pretty great thing i have to tell you yeah and so as you said we're not there yet no nope. but, but we're getting we are there getting there we are working toward getting there and this is huge for the disability community the oh, accessibility yes. community it is if you're visually impaired <clears throat> or even hearing impaired it would make such a difference in traffic right. yeah you know let's just um go ahead i'm sorry yeah and i was going to also say that that public transportation vehicles will be benefited will benefit from this technology as well so it's not just individual vehicles mm-hmm. but there are you know many uh, older adults who will live in urban environments who will benefit from taking self-driving vehicles that are um, public transportation. So vans oh, yes. and buses are they're now working on the technology 
for those sorts of vehicles and those and being able be to equip, equip them with lifts for for wheelchairs right you know and i'm s- hoping that some of this technology will apply to wheelchairs mm-hmm. as someone who's my late brother was had uh, um par- uh, parkinson's and used a wheelchair a good part of the time and getting around was an issue so i'm hoping that tech wheelchairs are going to be smarter yes um you know, yes. I, you can get automated motor, motorized ones, but they they leave a lot to be desired. Right, and I've seen I've seen the the smart vans and the yeah. We're going to talk vans. about those. We're going to have to take a little break right here. I'll let you know that you're tuned in to of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Deborah Berlin. She's the executive director of Project Goal, and um, the goal of that organization is to get older Americans online, older seniors, older adults, as she puts it, not just Americans. This is applicable to anybody, anywhere. That's right. So the technology will be around the world. And, you know, it is right now. So um, anyway, so some of the things like the the self-driving cars, um, the ability to monitor your medical progress at home, those are wonderful, wonderful things that are happening so they are. what else, what are some of the other things that were mentioned that were not in your top four? So, I, you know, I, there have been, um, there, with our open-ended questions, we, we got uh, a number of individuals got very personal with thinking about how technology could help them. And uh, many of the respondents talked about improving Hearing devices, for example, very common aging issue uh, for the 65 to 75-year-old community is issues with hearing loss. And so a number of the respondents mentioned getting devices that would help improve their hearing that would be better than what is out in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. Uh, improving seeing as you get older, what devices could help with that? Well, some of the technology now with the, the laser surgery is just extraordinary. Right. And for those who actually lose their sight, there are great applications on smartphones and there are there is technology that is being helpful in that we have talked about mm-hmm. before. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I think for many respondents, it became very personal when they thought about how could technology help me as an individual? And it, I assume that what you found from the people you surveyed is that most of them would love to may, remain in their homes. If is it all physically possible? That's what they were possible. thinking. They mm-hmm. were thinking, how can technology work within my home? How could it work here? Not, you know, what can I do in an assisted living center, but how can I stay in my home yes. and make it work here? And one of the things, Shirley, that I want to talk about is... We've talked about how some of these devices, many of these devices are here today. That's a wonderful thing about technology. But then as we look at some of these other devices, they are uh, being developed, being improved upon. And how do we get to that Mm -hmm. point? How do we get to the self-driving vehicles that will really be the ones where you don't have to keep your hand on the wheel? How will we get to the I may always, but that's... (laughs) How do we get to the healthcare devices that really will keep you in your home and bring the doctor to you? So, you know, one of the ways, and I won't get too technical, but it is about the network. 
And it is about making the network work for these technologies. And well, we- now, isn't it true that in self-driving, true self-driving cars, the cities are going to be, have to be smart cities in order for the cars to be used? Is that going to be the case? Uh, because there are what I've read about are some smart cities that have some technology to enable test programs going on with smart cars. Or maybe that's... Well, what, what everybody is looking at now is the the next generation network which is mm-hmm. 5G. 5G yep we're we're all moving toward the next generation of wireless networks which is 5G and that's uh that's what we're in trials now we're actually moving to that now um and we're that's what's going to get us these next generation mm-hmm. technologies mm-hmm. That will get us the the real self driving vehicles. That will get us the um, healthcare well, that for, I think our, our individuals our, need. And our non techie listeners, um, the five G network is just an is an enhancement over how fast it is, how much you can do on it, and it, it's really just giving you such greater access right. to the internet. It's high speed. It's very high speed and it's very Super low fast. and it's very low latency, which means that there's no delay, and that's what's important. So when oh, you're yeah. talking Especially about for health, healthcare, if you're using exactly. a heart monitor and it stops and it doesn't register, that's going to be a little bit difficult. When you're talking about sending and data bla- and blank spots in technology too, even like in cell phones, there are spots where you you're the, the cell phone will cut out on you. I think that's what's so critically important mm-hmm. when we're talking about. Autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sending medical, you know, oh, medical yes. information is that you can't have those delays. No. So that's what's so important about this next generation. And the other important note to make here is that we don't even know the full range of innovations that are going to come from this next generation of mm-hmm. wireless network. Well, there's a serendipity there. They're starting to develop one thing and something else comes out of it. You exactly. know, it's, it's a lot of our discoveries have been made that very way. They didn't get what they started out for, but they got something even better. It's amazing. Once, once you have the capability, you have the innovation. Yeah. That's yeah. the great thing it's about exciting, technology. Isn't it? it is really exciting. I always enjoy it when you come back from the electronics show, and 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 we always do a program on it. And you're always telling me about all these new devices, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, that is so awesome!" You know, and I remember one time you were talking about smart watches before they ever got to the market. You and I discussed them yeah, on the air, right? And I thought, oh, you know, this is just so cool. I've been in computers all. I used to be a programmer, so I love watching the technology grow. It's just awesome. It is great. And we only have about another minute. So what did you, well, what, think, what else do we need to I impart? I think the, the important thing is that we, you know, that we want to see the benefits of, of this for the older community and that we also want to recognize the fact that their interest is there in moving this forward as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and that we want to get the network there, the 5G network there, to match this It really needs to be in place for all of this to happen, doesn't that, it? That our consumers have. And our, our, older our, consumers our communications have. companies, and I know the federal government is moving forward Absolutely. on this right now on 5G. So it's around the corner. It's around the corner. Yeah, that yes. is. A, that and is, we can't wait. <laughs> that is very exciting. Debbie and I will be the first in line. Whatever. <laughs> I love technology, but I also just get a little bit concerned about the privacy and the hacking issues, which I think 
we need to devote a lot of time to doing safety steps for these devices. So anyway, Debbie, thank you. As always, it's been thank such you, a Shirley. treat to see you. And thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest has been Deborah Burland. She's the executive director of Project Goal. And their goal is to get older um, well, older adults online, anywhere you are in the world. And you've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on WFED 1500 AM. I'm Shirley Rooker. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.